Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 56 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. We've got another fantastic guest this week, one of Ireland's leading trainers uh, for a number of years now. And uh, we're going to say hello to Peter Cronin, who kindly joins us on the podcast. So it's uh, hello to you, Peter. Hope you're keeping well. How are you doing, Barry? Nice to, nice to speak to you. Brilliant stuff, Peter. Look, we're always, I suppose, interested um, to hear how our talented and, and passionate um, Greyhound people got involved in this sport. And I'm sure I actually read one time that um, your father put um, a number of Greyhound, really good Greyhounds through his hands. So um, tell us about that. Yeah, my father Michael had a lot of dogs when we were growing up. We bred a few litters and that type of thing, Mary. And uh, they were successful enough with the breeding. There were some of the nice dogs, Ardwell Bridge. And a couple of dogs like that, you know. So um, we were fortunate enough growing up like to breed some nice pups and be involved with them, you know. Yeah, and, and going back to those days, um, Peter, I'm sure like there's great memories and uh, growing up around greyhounds is always a great upbringing. Ah, yeah, it is, yeah. You know, the social aspect of it is great, you know, and people within greyhounds, salt of the earth, you know, lovely people and um, great nights entertainment. Even when we were quite young, like it was great, you were hitting a sitter up a wall or whatever and it was nothing else to do you know so we used to go greyhound racing and it was a novelty it was fantastic like yeah nothing beats getting a winner as well mm. no nothing no but there were few and far between back then like but we enjoyed them nonetheless like you know and um, um, you know it was enjoyable going to Torles and Clamel and uh, all those type of y'all as well you know um, we great looking y'all over the years so um, yeah yeah it's fantastic yeah yeah. and uh, was it growing up in Moonkine Peter? <clears throat> no, I was from Tipperary Town or right. Um, yeah, um, and you know, being good friends with Michael O'Donovan when I was growing up as well. You know, we would be in out with Mike's place and that. And um, uh, yeah, great, great, great times. Yes, yeah. so we would. Torless would have been our kind of local Olympic, you know. Very good. And uh, you touched on Michael O'Donovan there. You know, some really great trainers. You you were you were surrounded by uh, pretty talented men. So growing up. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. I had no choice. They they, they betted into me anyway to do something with the dog. So I eventually learned. You know. Something. And and was it something you always wanted to do, Peter? Uh, sure, it's me. You know, back then it was. Yeah, everything like you know to enjoy the dogs. Yeah, it's nothing better like you know a great nice house and uh, as I said great lads within the sport and you know going back that time like Owen's father Ger was to be his knees and you had Matt O'Donnell was a fantastic trainer and you'd you know you had some you had some great uh, uh, trainers at the time like you know as well you know at that time yeah everything was booming back then tell us when you took out your licence Peter uh, I, probably about uh, I took up my licence for say maybe 10 years ago yeah, um, or twelve years ago. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and obviously, look. I suppose when you take out the license, it's it's important. We'll say to get a kind of a a good profile. Um, Greyhound, tell us maybe about your um some of your stars early on. Uh, I suppose like uh, <coughs> the first good Greyhound, really good Greyhound, had was Paulo Coelho. You know, he was a really good sprint dog. You know, and um, um, I had a business at the time, milk distribution business in Ireland, and um. I had him, and he was a great dog, like, you know, he brought us, we won the Southern Sprint, and the one in Yall, and the one in Cork, and uh, I think he won an international thing in Torless, and he was in six finals anyway, and he won them all. Um, he was a lovely dog, he's by Ron Oakey, you know, and he was a really good sprint dog, and we great fun with him, you know, and his brother, I think, won a few bits as well in that litter, and um, 
Yeah, we had some great luck with them, yeah, back then, yeah, and some... Uh, Two or three nice little dogs, like yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they of course look. You touched on a couple of stakes there, the Southern Sprint, the you know the one in, the one in Cork and Turles. They were fabulous competitions, and, and I suppose they were really at their peak back then. Them, them events. Yeah, they were, you know, they were, and you know, as as the way things happened this year, I probably had two nice sprint dogs, and very hard to get them off the ground. Like they just you know need a little bit more development that side, I suppose. You know, for the sprinting side of it, like you know, and I suppose the staying side of it as well. It's not so much putting on the stakes. You need to build into those stakes so you need to develop the young dogs coming along to give them an opportunity to get there like you know those particular two dogs anyway just ended up kind of um, having to win to open class straight away which is difficult like you know but back then there was more of the sprinting side of it you had I think that stake in Cork was what, was what 12 or 15,000 I think at the time and uh, the one in Yall was what 5 or 7,000 at the time you know um, so there was good prize money and it was good there were good competitions like they were top class and there was good sprinters around that time like you know there wasn't easily one you know they sure were and you you touched on the um, two sprinters there recently the Bear won racing Irish Sprint Cup final Peter you got two to the final LS Supremo and, and maybe I two of them ran with you know fantastic uh, cre- credit throughout the competition and, and to get to the final itself with the two of them I'm sure that was like a result in your eyes as well oh listen it was fantastic it was it was great um, you know um, maybe I was belonging to myself and Willie just coincidentally Willie rigged me again and um the other dog, Ella Supreme, was belonging and Alex Anton, a friend of mine in England, and myself. And um, uh, two nice dogs, uh, Ella Supremo, we bred ourselves um, and raised him ourselves, you know. And um, we reared him here. And uh, the other dog, maybe I, um, we bought him out of Galway for uh, not the small money. And, you know, he was he's a nice little dog. He'd probably go five to five and we could end up at Ireland's dog in time, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Look, wishing you the best of luck with them going forward. We'll be um, certainly following their progress uh, closely. Just in terms of, you know, other big events throughout the years, obviously, look, you've had derby finalists, um, you know, here and, and across the pond. And, you know, you've won all these big events. You touched on a couple there. Ledger and Inniscarty, Tipperary Cup, uh, Classic Italy. We could go on and on, Peter. But, you know, if you were to pinpoint one or two memories that really stands out over the years, what would that be? What would they be? Asher, to be honest with you, like... You know, uh, the derbies I really enjoy, you know, and um, I suppose Croker's champion to find the English Derby, I thought leading up to that week he would win, missed the break and that cost him the link that he got bet, you know. But look, um, uh, we've had kind of eight derby finalists, won five consolation derbies and two derby plates and actually just knocking on the door and all those derby events and even the derby that's on at the minute and fair plates at Wild Sports and putting their hand in their pockets and, you know, they're sponsoring it and, you know, it's fantastic, like, and um, the Derby is everything. It's the pinnacle, and it's very important. It's paramount to have it because, like, people are breeding dogs for numerous number of years, and, you know, you need those prizes there for the lads, like, to bring those pups through because it is a costly business now, you know. And um, the Derby is the pinnacle for for everything. Uh, regardless, we've all about Ted in it this year um, and Jazz Toes, you know, and he's running well, but it's, it's an open enough Derby, you know, and... Um, 
you know, 29, 50 or 60 would probably win it, you know, with a bit of early pace. And um, that's the kind of derby I think you'll end up as, you know. But yeah. it's it's very good in-depth derby, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking myself, Peter, just prior to ringing you. You know, like, obviously you have the, you know, one maybe one, two or three dogs that can do 29, 10 on a very good, good, good night, you know. But that's kind of a, a freak run. And as you said, you know, come final night, if you're there, you certainly have a chance because we've seen it in the past 29, 50, 29, 60 could be more than good enough to win that derby. Yeah, you know, funnily enough, the way it's transpired, even the Dundalk sprint this year was quite good in depth in the sense that there probably wasn't 228.70 or 20.70 dogs in it, but there was 20, 20.90 dogs and 20.80 dogs. You know, that's way, and any of them could have won it. Similar with this derby, there's a lot of dogs, probably 20, 24 dogs that could do 29, 40, 50 with a break and you know any of those 20 dogs can win it like you know and it's an open enough derby um, draws will be paramount you know who gets draws um, that they don't get boxed up like but it's it's a wide open derby this year definitely I don't think I know it's supposed to buy is quite short uh, based on his two runs maybe probably too short but and the way he's boxed up the weekend but uh, definitely listen to me uh, Pat's dog is a fantastic dog no doubt about it like, but I think it's probably wide open enough you know yeah exactly and look I suppose just give us a, a word or two on uh, all about Ted look he's been campaigned with the uh, big competitions in mind I remember it was at the um, back in the last year he ran behind the Graham Holland um, dog he caught the eye that night showed massive pace and you know since then he you know he, he's posted some top class performances against real good company yeah He's a nice dog. Again, you know, we bred him ourselves and um, reared him here. He's a nice dog. Um, you know, he's kind of an easy dog to keep fit, very athletic type of dog. You know, he trapped well the weekend, which he's a little erratic at. His mother was a little bit that way enabled. Um, and if he could just get a little bit of consistency with his trapping the way he did Saturday night, you know, he'd keep going a long way into the derby. But, you know, his Achilles is he probably doesn't trap enough. He comes home strong. Short, maybe one link between the second and third bend, but a nice dog nonetheless. Like, and um, you know, just keep him sound and uh, see how far he can go. He looks like the draw at the weekend that gives him a squeak of getting through to the quarter final. And listen, at this stage, it's just about keeping these dogs right and fresh. He went to Toaster, he ran well in the English Derby. I thought it was a fantastic event. Uh, they put on a great display there. The final was a fantastic night. Um, he won Derby final, nice consolation, invitation, or whatever. An angry dad won. The other race, but like, um, you know, he's been lightly campaigned, and we've just, you know, look, minds him for the Derby and minds him for this Derby. He won Night of Stars, as you rightly say, last year, and definitely he did catch the eye. He won his first race in Shelburne 28 30, um, and he ran down Feudal Spirit, who got a flyer that nice to within a linked, you know, and um, you know, as a pup, so uh, look, he's a nice dog, he's straight forward, little dog, he's an easy dog to keep right, you know. Is Willie Rigney getting excited, Jeff Peter? He's always getting excited. <laughs> so this is uh, this is the derby is in the bag. Don't worry about it. So uh, no, listen to me. He's uh, he's rightly so because look, having these dogs, it's um, it's hard to get them and then keep them right and to get a good tune of them. You know, that's exactly it. And just a, a word or two on Jazz Toes as well. A greyhound that's done extremely well to reach the third round. Yeah, he's owned by a local syndicate there, led up by Johnny Mahoney over in Port Law, and he's a lovely dog. He's um, I think he, he, like he's a twenty-eight, fifty, sixty dog in Shelburne, flat to the mat. Like that's him, you know. Um, probably a little erratic at trapping, but has good early. Uh, likes the rails, and um, he's a very consistent dog. I think like he's won maybe I don't 
Hamilton or something like nearly half his race. It's like, you know, he's a nice dog, genuine little dog. And um, he's probably in a difficult heat the weekend, but he will do his running every night. You know, that type of way. He's a dog that if he turned toward, like, he'd be difficult to pass, you know. Um, nice little dog and very straightforward, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Look, obviously, it's, it's a very exciting um, time of year, obviously, and, and great to be involved, as you said, in the, in the Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby, Peter. It's it's a famous competition, and I suppose there's nothing better um, than Shelburne Park and a Saturday night, Derby night, uh, full house. Obviously, look, it, it's tough and challenging times still at the moment, but um, hopefully, you know, come, come final, we, we'll have a great atmosphere there once again, and, and I'm sure we will. It's been fantastic there, Barry. The last couple of derby uh, weekends, uh, you've had the crowd back. You know, you've had that old roar going up and that type of thing. And uh, the betting is good there. Uh, you know, and um, I just, just me, people are delighted to be back. And um, it's just, you know, Greyhounds is a great night's entertainment. You know, uh, you're in a restaurant, you can watch all the racing. You know, you, you can interact with people. You can move about. Um, the space is quite big. It's easy for people to sit down. It's it's quite adequate for social distancing. And, um, you know, it, it is. Shelburne is the pinnacle, obviously. And um, the Derby, you know, on a Saturday night, as you say, you know, a nice Saturday evening, it's, it's no, no better place to be. It's fantastic. And the people that go, they're like, make the atmosphere as well, you know. They sure do. And in, in terms of the, the training side of things um, at, at your base, tell us a, a small bit about your operation there, uh, Peter. I know you've got um, some great facilities down there. I've seen some yeah. great pictures in recent times on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, it's just uh, it's myself. Michael is big into dogs, and um, uh, Ross, uh, my other son, is, is likes the dogs. Like so, we rear a few pups there, as whatever, and we have a few nice dogs uh, coming through, and we've our own gallops and the whole lot there. Like you know, so it's it's grand just to have everything in house. You know, it makes it quicker and easier, and. Um, you know, as I say, Michael likes the dogs and um, Stephen Gofton just gives us a hand and that type of thing. So, I know, look, it's grand. It's um, it's it's ideal, yeah. Yeah, as you said, look, great to have um, your own lads involved as well and, and very passionate about the sport. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, if they get as much out of the sport as, as, as we've got out of the sport, it'd be great. You know, it's nice to see them going to the track and... Um, interacting with other kids and that type of thing and it's you know, look it's 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 a great network from now with social media and everything they can stay in contact with each other and um, it's a great outlet for kids you know it is a great outlet for kids for social development everything else as they're young and growing up it's great to be able to interact with other kids in other counties and how they do things and you know it, that's the whole part of growing up and it's um Michael, my own son, definitely has got a great, uh, you know, has a great outlet in the Greyhounds for him and his first development going up. Definitely is very good, yeah. Brilliant stuff. And a local man here that um, featured on our podcast recently, Peter, he was giving you uh, plenty of praise. A young man called Garrod O'Brien, who's getting plenty of winners around uh, his local track yard in recent weeks. I know you have, uh, you were lending uh, plenty of advice to him. Yeah, Garrod has had a great run and he had, it was unfortunately, the lovely dog that, Jermaine Abaco, like who looked a nice dog, like and um, he was sold on. But unfortunately, he he made an injury. But I think he'd be fine. You know, he'd be he'd be grand afterwards. Like, but um, he's a good look, like, and he's had plenty of winners in in Yall, and he's a very enthusiastic young lad. And um, that's what you want coming through. It's paramount that those all those lads get a leg up, and that you know, Greyhounds is straightforward. When we've all made all the mistakes that we've made. It's easy then to help these lads and bring them forward and just show them the pitfalls that are there and the mistakes that can be made and they can avoid them and maybe they can get on to have dogs winning races a lot quicker than it probably took us, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, listen to me, he'd be a great 
ambassador for the sport he's very good at what he does and he enjoys it you know and he's a nice passion for it Very good Peter and I suppose finally before we finish up in, in terms of uh, numbers wise now would you have a very busy kennel at the moment? Uh, sure we don't no, very, uh, we haven't as many as yeah, we, we still have a few like we breed a few and move on a few but look we always try and keep maybe five or six Shelburne dogs right that's our goal and um, we've managed that the last couple of years so look once we have a few dogs for Shelburne that's the main thing you know and um, I think we will a couple of bitches maybe one or two bitches and um, a couple of dogs that can run in Shelburne and hopefully like we get that kind of a treble AO dog that can win a derby yeah that's it was my final question you're not going to, you've came so close of, of winning um, derbies I'm sure you're not giving up on that dream Peter no we're going to keep plowing ahead and see can we do it either England or Ireland will do but um, it's not easy but you know if you can get that dog it's just like it's, you know, as I said, it's like panning in a river for a nugget of gold it's very difficult to get but we all do the same thing and uh, you know some people are fortunate and just get that dog but we, we, you know we just want to try and get that type of dog you know and then nurse him along and see him when you win it you know I'm sure you'll get there Peter um, look it was fantastic to speak to you it's always uh, great to hear your thoughts uh, we're looking forward Sam to following your progress your training career going forward and uh, wishing you continued success in the world of ground racing thanks a million for joining us on the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast Peter No bother thanks Barry appreciate that and keep up all the good work thanks Barry Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.